Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. I am Shay, I use they, them pronouns. I am playing Alusha, who uses she, her pronouns, and she is a noble elf. I'm Mel, I use they, them pronouns, and I will be portraying Terpsichore, a all-around fun person to be with, and who uses a variety of pronouns. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. My name is Moss, I use ze, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. Quick refresher. The pink star is Alusha, the orange one is Tupsikari, the green one is Rill, and the red one is Ember. And the dark blue pom-pom is some kind of monster that is barreling towards you along a chain, which is out over the ocean. The hatched area on the left is the twilight at the edge of the world. It's not absolute darkness, but it's definitely, that's where the edge starts. The bubble bit at the top is a tree line. You can go into it, uh, but it is difficult to rain because it's quite dense trees. Okay. The chains also vanish off into twilight, and the blue thing is just charging out of that twilight into the bright, sunny noontime at you. What is the scale of this thing? It's smaller than the slug you fought. Mm-hmm. Is it a medium creature, for example? Uh, allow me to... Check. No, it is a large creature. Okay. It's only taking up one space. It's not as elongated as the slug, but it is big. Okay. Uh, do I have time before it gets here to cast a quick spell? I think we should roll initiative, and that will help us to find out. Damn. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of barreled right out of the darkness, like, 50 feet away from yeah, like you probably do, unless it runs really fast. Or I run really slow. Because <laughs> uh, my initiative's a five. Okay. Oh boy. Seventeen. Six. So six. <laughs> Which of you uh, is, is more I dexterous? I rolled a four. <laughs> Oh yeah, me too. We've got the same modifier. That's exciting. Yay. Uh, my dexterity is only two. Yeah, same. <laughs> you can go first. Okay. That's very, very, very chivalrous of you. Mm-hmm. I think reasonably we were all clustered around these pins. Yeah, I mean, feel, feel free to not be exactly where I've put you. It was sort of on the assumption that Alusha and Rill have been trying to pull you all backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But if you'd like to be further forward, be my guest. <laughs> I mean, I figure if we've had, like, a bit of warning and we've started stumbling back, then we should be, like, further back than, like, 15 feet from the shore. Yeah, you had a few seconds. Mm, fair. And only two of you could actually hear the, the noise. Uh... So you were, you were not far back. Yeah. How come Tabsikri couldn't hear it? Because I did it based on passive perceptions. Okay. And Tupsikri has a really low wisdom, which defines perception. Oh, Tupsikri. Tupsikri has talents. It's just <laughs> wisdom is not amongst them. <laughs> but Tupsikri is the only one of you that can, you know, conjure illusions out of their ass. So, yeah. Veteran. <laughs> Quite literally. Okay, so having explored a beach with some interesting bones underneath some extremely large chains that stretch off over the sea and into the darkness at the edge of the world, you have just been surprised by a large, naturally armoured creature that is now barreling down towards you alongst one of the chains. and. 
Alusha got the drop on initiative. Um, I guess, uh, I guess I'm going to try an arrow at it. Cool, cool. Please shoot that thing for me. That's gonna be twelve. You loose your arrow and it flies and it hits the creature right between the eyes and the arrow just breaks on its natural armor. It does not appear injured at all. Okay. It is now the creature's go. And it is going to continue barreling down these chains towards you. And it's nearly going to reach you. It is just crossing the shoreline where the chains meet the shore. Oh, it moves quick. It is a fast beastie. I mean, if that's a dash, then that's not that fast. Well, yeah, that's true. Ben, I like how your GM dice are uh, red and ominous and threatening. I only have a d20. I have a red d20, I have a white d20, and then everything else is a beautiful sparkly gold. Because <laughs> I went and bought less dodgy d20s. <laughs> uh, Tepsikori. Cool. Um, I'm getting this warm feeling in my heart um, that this is probably going to be the only fight I have to have today. So, hey, let's burn some spell slots. <laughs> And then I get a warm feeling everywhere else. And once again, the little splints of gold in my hair and the little sparks that you can just see in my irises intensify and blaze and engulf my body in a wreath of flames Mm. with a distinctly avian cast to it. And I give that horrible scream, not like the gannets, more like a more like a kestrel. And then I put both my hands together, and I aim them at this creature, and I unleash three. They look basically like laser beams. Uh, three terrible rays of fire at it. Uh, I am casting scorching ray. So that is three ranged spell attacks against it. Um, I am also, of course, activating my, um, you know, uh, being on fire ability. Mm-hmm. So I think you roll those as attacks, if I remember right. I do. I roll three attacks. I just need to find my features as well. Ah, oh, here we go. Um, cool. So. Um, sorry, Bill, I'm shedding bright light in a 30-foot radius. <laughs> Real is mildly annoyed that Tipsickery is on fire yet again. So that would be... So that would be one... Um... 26. That hits. Mm-hmm. That would be a... Oh, hang on a second. That's definitely incorrect. Um... Sorry, no, that is a so that is a twenty-four against his AC. Still hits. Yep. The second attack is a sixteen against AC. Misses. Uh, and the third attack is a natural twenty. Hits. So that is going to take three D six. The spell doesn't inherently add my charisma bonus, but because I am on fire, um that'll be plus another nine. Oh, sorry, no, no, that's going to be 66 plus 9. I'm going to have to roll in a dice roller, because I don't have that many d6s on hand. Um, that is a total of 16 plus 9. That's 25 fire damage to the face. Wow. Nice. How does it feel about that? Where the arrow just broke on, on the armour of its head, your three rays and one of them sort of glances off to the side but the other two come together and and burn a crater in its forehead 
it doesn't look like it's going to fall down anytime soon, but you have definitely injured it. Good. I'm glad. Um, what do we have? We have... Uh, I'm pretty squishy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run away because I have ranged spells now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you don't really have any cover, but you could be standing less near to this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to move four spaces. Oh, no, I'm orange. Yeah, I'm going to move four spaces just diagonally away from it towards the tree line. Um, so that'll put you just at the tree line. Yeah. Awesome. Rill. Tepsigari yes. caught fire and then backed away, having scorched the face of the thing. Alrighty, then uh, I am going to flail a little and panic, and then I'm going to try and cast Levitate on this thing. Can so... Levitate... It is large, which I think might make it too big oh, for Levitate. Um, it weighs up to 500 pounds. I have no idea how much 500 pounds is in real Even money. Even this a very heavy human might weigh about 300 pounds. And this is a large creature that appears to be largely muscle? Yeah, this is more like a rhino. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that because I don't think... I think yeah, I think you big. would look at it and go, wait, that's too big for this spell. Right, okay. He's going to think about doing that, decide that it probably won't work, and... Uh... <laughs> and try and cast command on it. Which it has to succeed on a wisdom saving throw, and I'm going to tell it to flee. Okay. I'm sorry to be the party pooper all the time. No, no, it's fine. Like, if it wouldn't have worked, it wouldn't have worked. I forgot it was that. I didn't think it was rhino big. Uh, no, more. Also, I think command spell requires them to understand you. It does. Requires uh, them to understand your language. I mean, you are still free to try this. No, 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 no. That's okay. Um, no, I just read the thing about, you know, it being undead, and I skipped over it, that it has to understand common. Or dwarven, or any other language you speak. Well, yeah, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's that smart. Um, so, seeing as how it is quite close to me, Rill is going to kind of try and skirt around it and like get closer to it but like off to the side if that's possible can i reach it without having to climb up onto the um chain it's barreling down mm. and the, where the chain is anchored it does come to ground level and the beach sort of slopes away beneath that so if you were standing sort of next to the anchor you could reach out and touch it but it would be just as capable of turning sideways to get you at that point. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll do that, and um, I'll cast Inflict Wounds on it. And okay. That's gonna be... 24 to hit. That hits. Righty. And I cast that at uh, first level. 3d10. 24 uh, points of necrotic damage. You, you reach out and you slap your hand against the big tree trunk leg of this thing. And from where you make contact, contact these splits in the hide kind of ripple up the leg and across the shoulder and start bleeding. It's injured. It's visibly injured, but it doesn't seem to be slowing it down yet. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, and I'm going to... Uh... Actually, can I... No, I don't think I could get there. Never mind. Um, I'll stay where I am. Okay. Um, Ember. I am going to hold out my... Uh my holy symbol and uh i am going to cast hashtag bless on y'all <laughs> um, so 
Tupsikiri might be out of range. 30 feet? Uh, I just moved hmm. feet away. So. Okay. Yeah. Can I move a little bit so that everyone is in range? Uh, yes. Okay. I will do that. Um, and now, whenever a target makes an attack roll, or so whenever any of you make an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, you can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or saving throw. Um, and then, do I have enough movement left that I can move up to the creature? Oh, I see. You sort of want to run back and then forward again. Yeah. Yeah, and when running back to cast Bless, I wanted to just run so that Tepsikori was just barely in range. Yeah, I'm just trying to count what would put Tepsikori in range. Yeah, yeah. 15. That's 30, so you would need to be... Yeah, I'd say you can you can get back and stand right in front of it on the anchor of the chain. Okay, uh, so I'm going to roll to hit. And that is is a 24. Are you able to bless all four of you, or is it just three? Just three. So who is not blessed? Is it you? Yeah. Cool. Uh, 24 will hit. Cool. And that is 10 damage. Wow, it is not pleased with, like, any of you. <laughs> <laughs> that is my turn. Okay. So the critter has to choose between what kind of attack it's going to make. Can't do them both. So that's fine. Um, I think it's not very smart, and it's just going to just take a big old bite at the person standing right in its face, which is Ember. Makes sense. That is 23 to hit. That hits. It rolled pretty good. That is 35 piercing damage. Jesus. Wow. That's the stuff. All right. Man, I'm glad I ran away. (laughs) God, I miss playing my level 13 barbarian. Yeah, I bet. I'm so squishy. I have one hit point left. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll be fine. It's fine. I will get you on my turn because I got all kinds of healing. Cool. And then it's just going to um, barrel off the chain between Ember and Rill and sort of turn it out to face you. So it's not leaving anyone's range, but it is... Moving, right. Yeah, it's just, you know, it was in the process of charging, and this is what it's doing at the end of its charge. And now it is Alusia's turn, and you are now next to... Some kind of rhino from outer space. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think I'm going to do short swords since it's right there. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be 20 to hit. Hits. Okay, so it's one. D6 is... Is that the rhombus one? Or no, it's... D6 is a cube. So that's going to be seven piercing damage. Um, And then, Ben, can I do a bonus action? Yeah. Um, I want to ask uh, Hunter's Mark, um, which has a range 90 feet, and it has concentration up to one hour. You choose a creature you can see within range and mystically mark it as your quarry. Until the spell ends, you deal an extra 1d6 damage to the target whenever you hit it with a weapon attack. 
and you have advantage on any wisdom perception or wisdom survival checks you make to find it. If the target okay. drops to zero hit points before the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on a subsequent turn of yours to mark a new creature. Cool. Huh. I made the creature go before Alusha, which was entirely incorrect. Oh, right, cool. Um, that's fine. It, it doesn't get a second go, that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was getting a second turn because it was like, you know, some horrible boss monster. Yeah, no, it's just because I got confused about the order that things go in. Um, so it, it's already had its turn this round, um, and it's Tep Sikiri's go. Cool. What can, I, what can I do with being hashtag blessed? I forget. Extra d4 on your attacks and your saves, oh, but not your score check. That is incredible. Um, this is incredibly good. There's also Bane, which is like... You have to deduct a d4 from everything you do, which is equally horrid. That's that's really quite nice. Okay, I'm going. Oh, to... I forgot about the extra d4. Oh well. Oops. Well, you hit, so you're alright. Yeah. It doesn't add your damage; it just adds to your hitting. Oh, I see. Having seen Ember get fucked right up, get fucked up mm-hmm. so hard that Moss's mic broke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am going to. Uh, I'm going to just scream some more. I am going That's to, so valid. I'm going to funnel some of my sorceress energy to fuel this spell, um, because I'm really quite angry, um, and mm. I continue being very angry for a while. Um, so I'm consuming three sorcery points to fuel a second level spell, and I am just blasting it with an extra. Um, uh, Scorching Ray. Yeah. Um, it worked for you last time. Three extra Scorching Rays. It's pretty good, honestly. So that is a... Oh, that dice went off of the phone that I'm rolling it on because I'm a professional dice roller. Um, that is 25 to hit. That hits. Um, oh, I do not need this D4. That is another 25 to hit. <laughs> also hits. Um, and 20 to hit. Hits. Fantastic. So it's taking, again, 66 plus 9 fire damage. Holy shit. Because I'm very on fire and I'm very angry. Um, It did just nearly eat Ember in one bite, so yeah. Hey, it did like 34-ish damage to Ember, right? 35 damage, yeah. 35 damage. I'm only doing 29 damage to it. But it feels sort of proportionate. And um, I'm guessing Ember looks pretty badly fucked up right now. Ember looks barely standing. Um, The creature into whose flank you have just shot three Scorching Rays also looks barely standing. Fantastic. I'm going to just, like, continuing that, like piercing scream um mm-hmm. uh, i don't think i can actually reach it though which is very sad i think it is just too far away yeah because i ran too far away oh hang on i think you could be standing right next Wait, to it no 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 it's standing right next to where i was standing before right yeah i think you could be standing right next to it that's fantastic that's what i would love to be doing i charge in and i'm like um as i move I am like swinging my arms back and forth, and like these, and wings of fire are just trailing them. Nice. Um, are you doing anything when you reach it, or are you just charging up? Uh, I am just charging up. I don't have like another thing to do. I'm just sitting in its face. Cool. It is now. It, it now has you folks on all four sides, pretty mm. much. It is. It is hemmed in. And it is Rill's turn. Okay. Um, I know I said I was going to heal Ember, but I think <laughs> we might be able to kill this this weird void rhino. Uh, so, hoping that they're going to be okay. Uh, Rill is instead going to try another inflict wound on this thing. Okay. Damn it. 
Oh, that was a net one. That does not hit. You, your hand just slides off the, the natural armour of the thing. Oh, all right. And the magic sparks at your fingertips, but your hand's already slipped and it doesn't, it doesn't connect magically. Should have gone for the healing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is Ember's turn, but we should have Moss back any second now. Oh, boy. Hello. Yes, I am back. I hope this isn't terrible. No, you sound fine. You sound fine. Okay, good. All right. Uh, sorry, is the, the creature still alive? The creature looks severely burnt, um, but it is currently still standing. Okay. I'm going to just shout at it while swinging both axes just to that slash hurt slash. <laughs> Go um, for it. That is a 17 and a 14. The 17 hits. Okay. And it deals maximum damage, which is 11. Yeah, you swing your axes, and the first one glances off the armored hide, but the second one bites in deep, and there is a spray of blood as you hit an artery. And as you pull the axe back out, that gash opens further, and the creature kind of shakes and wobbles, and its legs buckle underneath it, and it scrabbles at the ground as it falls as if it's trying to dig its way to an escape, but it just collapses on the ground before it can go anywhere. Does it look dead? It looks like it will be in a few minutes when it's finished bleeding out. Okay, well, I'm going to scurry back a little bit just in case. Yeah, it is It is not conscious or capable enough to go for you as you move back. It is. Okay. It is defeated. You have killed the rhino from the void. Yay! You are on one hit point. Uh, Rill is going to do that healing now. Ashley, how is everybody else looking? I'm on fire. I'm fine. Yeah, but Tip Sickery being on fire is not, like, a, a thing to worry about. <laughs> it's bright noontime anyway, and Tip Sickery's been on fire before. Yeah, it's fine. Alright, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do some cure wounds for Ember and... Hope that they don't bleed out while I'm doing this. <laughs> and I'm gonna do that at I'm gonna do that at third level. It's gonna be for D eight, I believe. Okay, uh, you get 20... No, a plus 4. Uh, 24 hit points back. Bless. Oh, I did that already. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, th that helps a lot. You, you, you are not completely healed. You are still showing evidence of horrible giant crushing teeth, but you are much improved. I am just... Raging, I'm standing on the edge of one of the chains and just flinging gobs of flame into the beyond. Like at the void. Yeah. Tip security, don't. There might be more out there. We don't. Uh, do the language I speak right void. now is screaming. Huh? <laughs> I said, do not antagonize the void. Yeah. <laughs> you might be a shining beacon for other. Weird void rhinos. We don't know. <laughs> I'm not really listening to reason, to be fair. No, yeah. Rill accepts this after a moment and rolls his eyes and makes sure that Ember is okay. <laughs> and the thing is dead, for sure. Yeah, the thing and is then... bleeding and in its dying twitches. Oh, I guess I will let it die before carving it up. Uh, but I would mm -hmm. like to take try and 
yeah. I would like to try and like maybe pull out some meat to see if that might be edible and if I can get a look at some of its bones to see like what color they are. Okay. Um roll me What about this seems like a good idea. I feel like field butchery is probably a survival check. Yeah, probably. All right. I mean, we did see some weird colored bones. This is, this is a pretty logical thing to do, considering the circumstances. Mm-hmm. That's a three. So. <laughs> um, it, it's so heavily armored that you're struggling to get down to bone, even with your axes. That's, yeah. That makes sense. You are you are struggling to butcher this thing. It's just too big. It's bleeding red. Suppose there's some reassurance in that. Not sure why. It has big, horrible, crushing teeth, which are also smeared with red blood. But that's yours. <laughs> uh, the chains do appear to have gone silent when you when you stop to listen to it. It's just you can't. You don't think there's another one coming. It's just the sea crashing on the shore and Tupsikiri screaming in rage. <laughs> Maybe we should get back to Bridal because that is. I want to know if this is normal. Yeah. Uh, can can Real try and sketch this thing to the best of his abilities? Sure, absolutely. I don't know can... if I need to make a check of some kind for that. Sure, roll me a performance check. Oh, good. <laughs> I just had to say something. Uh, it's 11. It's possible. If it was a tiger, then you would have drawn a picture of some kind of cat. Like, you, you don't think anyone's going to be identifying subspecies from your drawing, but you have got the general shape of it down. Right. Real might have asked Tipsickery for some help since she is uh, better with the like creative, artsy sort of things, but she's also currently throwing fireballs at the sea I mean, slash void. I'm throwing fireballs at the sea slash void for about like 40 seconds. Yeah, uh, you probably calmed mind. down during the field butchery. And... Tipsickery, come yeah. here and help, help me with this. I don't think... Sure. I turn around and like as I move... It's only really visible against the darkness of the beyond, but it does seem like there's just a faint shimmer of orange behind my arm. Um, and I kind of come to crouch next to you, and... Um, but between you, you can... I try gamely to help you out with... Um, uh, with my, the, my terrible drawing. Which is, which is not even slightly my field. <laughs> Nonetheless, between you, 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 you draw enough and you make enough notes of the bits that you can't figure out how to draw that you have a decent chance of being ident- able to identify this creature later. The void and the ocean both seem unmoved by being briefly pelted with fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I'd, uh, I think I'm ready to head back to that town and uh, get a little rest. I'm I'm a little done here. Yeah, was, I don't blame that you was at super all. Painful. I can yeah. I can make it so it looks like you, uh, maybe didn't just almost die. Or at least clear the blood off your clothes if you'd like. Meh. If we run into any bandits, maybe it will be intimidating. Rill raises his eyebrows silently, but accepts this. No one's tempted to go crawling out along the chains. I'm really worried about running into bandits at the edge of the world. <laughs> what did you say about the chains, Ben? I said nobody's tempted to crawl out along them and see what's down there. I mean, yeah, sort of, mm. actually, but it seems I mean, like a really bad idea. <laughs> if you want to, I will just uh, sit here on the beach and collect myself. Uh, can I get up on the chains and, like, throw rocks at the void for a minute? <laughs> sure. 
just to like getting like inching closer just to see if I can see like I, I know there's not a line, it's like a it's like a gradually increasing to... twilight, yeah. Right, yeah. I'm not getting close enough to even like worry about disappearing into it. I'm keeping a healthy like ten foot distance. Sure. Um you you it's it's fairly easy to balance on the chains, they're fairly broad. Mm. Otherwise the thing wouldn't have been able to run along them. As far as you can see, the chains carry on. And as far as you can hear, as you're throwing rocks along the chain, the chains carry on. Although one of them, instead of the ringing noise that you're getting used to as the stones hit, you hear this stone-on-stone clunk. Is it the broken one? No, that one sounds like metal as well. It's just one of the rocks you threw slightly further into the dark made a different noise. Hmm. Also, for you, this is very strange because you've never really been in the dark before. Right, a darkness I couldn't see. Rao can see in the dark, but this is magical darkness. This isn't something you can penetrate with low light vision. It's a, a twilight beyond anything you're used to. Rill is both scared and thrilled, and is just going to like turn around and and just sort of look at Ember sitting on the beach. Is this what it's like for you all the time? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't see. I can't see into it. This is not normal. That that is what darkness is like. Not, not for me. Not merely the absence of light, but the presence of darkness. Mm-hmm. Can I send my dancing lights in there? I don't know how this interacts with magic. I don't know if Rill would know how this is supposed to interact with magic. You you can absolutely send your dancing lights out into it. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and send them out to the furthest range at 120 feet, and just sort of see if do they just like does my magic end? At some point before I get to that? The light ends. So as they go out into the twilight, they don't light it up at all. They make no difference to the gradually increasing darkness. But Mm -hmm. the magic doesn't cut off. You can feel that the lights are still out there where you put them. You just can't see them. Huh. Okay. I'm gonna I'm not gonna reel them back in. I'm just going to leave them there and cut off the spell. There is a very faint grinding sound like stone against stone from mm-hmm. out in the void. You all heard that, right? That wasn't just me. Did oh, I heard it. Yeah, Alusha would definitely have heard it. The others, if you were listening out for it, you would have. It, it is very faint, and the sea is still going, so it might not have been clear. So strange. I need to find books about. I need to. I need to ask someone about this. Uh, Rill is excitedly noting things down in his like little journal and carefully walking back uh, uh, to the beach. Okay. Having heard those noises. Ember is, like, on edge, ready to run, but is not yet running. Sorry, sorry. That was me. Sort of. In the void, sort of. And whatever mysterious beings come out from the void. Not sort of, literally. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, I give thanks to Featherwind for bringing us to these new experiences and distant shores. On the other hand, maybe we should get away from these particular distant shores. Yes, I agree. Yeah. All right. Okay, you head back to Bridal, leaving the mysteries of the void behind you. <laughs> As we're walking back, I'm going to kind of mention to Real, like, hey, Real, you do yeah. sort of very confidently tell people to like you know give you ropes and like 
stop moving and stuff. Yeah, and you saw how well that worked for me. Yeah. Is it just like an abundance of confidence or some sort of divine gift or? Uh, well, it is a spell. Oh, right, right, right. So why don't you just, I mean, aside from unreliability, just be like, hey, everything, like, and I jump in the sea. Because that seems like a pretty quick way out of any sort of tense situation. I don't really have natural charisma like you do, so I kind of have to rely on other things. Oh, uh, fair enough. I figured it would be more of a, like, you know, direct magical influence thing than about personal charisma, but I guess it, it all plays a role then. Mm-hmm. Besides, it's useful. Not on that thing, but oh, other wait. things. You mean you use the spell instead of your natural charisma? Yes. Right, 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 right. Yeah, well, why, why not against that thing? Did it just not work, or...? No, uh, it needs to, you know, understand me, or and it couldn't because I think it was just some kind of weird animal. Ah, right. Ah, fair enough. And at some point later in the walk, I'm gonna like walk up to you and just like say, "Here, memorize these," and I'm gonna make you repeat a few words <laughs> in that <laughs> you've heard me speak before. Okay. I'd like Rill to roll an intelligence check with advantage because Tupsikiri is helping. Okay. Just a, a straight intelligence? Yeah. Alright. Mm, good thing you gave me advantage. <laughs> uh, that was a lot better. That's going to be 16. Yeah. Um, it'll take you a few repetitions, um, but you, you will successfully memorize these words. Oh, okay. So what do they mean? Um, just like, um, you know, run, fall, surrender, you know, uh, in that order. And then I repeat the words in the other language again. And what language is this? I don't recognize it. Um, it's, uh, uh, primordial. Oh. Okay. So, you know, if you meet any, like, outsidery things, just give it a shot, I suppose, if they don't understand anything else. Yeah. Alright, I'll try that. Thank you. I give you a big thumbs up. You can add that to your character sheet. Obviously, you don't speak Primordial, but you can have those three, those three words available to you for use as commands. Okay. Thankfully, uh, you do not appear to be being followed by anything from the void. Good. <laughs> you just have another several hours of walking back along the nice beach. Sun's passing overhead, the birds are screaming. You see people fishing. It's all very lovely and, and, and very pastoral and gentle, apart from the bit where Ember is sort of covered in blood. <laughs> But apart from that, it's all very nice. I can clean Ember's clothes. Yeah. Ember feels kind of badass and would like to keep the blood. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> also, they're very particular about their armor and would like to uh, do a deep clean on their own in their own ritual when they get back to the place, although they don't say that. Mm. You, you will reach Bridal again about four in the afternoon. Um, so the sun is still up. Things are still open. There probably is a bathhouse if you ask around, um, which will get you clean, if not the armor. But you can certainly find somewhere to set yourself up and clean your stuff before the sun goes down. Uh, Any, you don't uh... see the lady with the tar and the wine. Evidently, she only comes once a week. Makes sense. I don't suppose there's too many days in a row people would need to buy barrels of tar. Mm. 
Well, you come down on market day when everyone else comes down from market. Any uh, exactly garments that say something like, "I visited the void," and <laughs> all I got was this dumb nightshirt. All I got was gorts to within an inch of my life. <laughs> you you don't see any embroidered t-shirts that say that. You do catch the eye of the lady who sold you the um, little turtle souvenirs, and her eyes just go huge. <laughs> She's just watching you coming back from visiting Anchor Point just soaked in blood. Also, the rest of us are not soaked in blood, which might look worse. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't know what has happened, but it seems bad. Ember just gives her, like, a nod, like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Rill is debating the likelihood of having to convince this, like, small village that, no, they didn't try and sacrifice the token human. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what is the predominant, like... What is the predominant species around here? These are pretty much all humans. Yeah. <laughs> you have seen you have seen the hand of one smaller than human person who was behind the counter of the tar and wine stall. Nice, nice. You've probably seen a tiefling around somewhere. You're definitely the only elves in town. I'll cut my hands around my mouth and just yell, "Voice haunted!" People turn to look at you. <laughs> what? I just kind of like I, I I put my hands out. I put my hands out in a more like in a more conciliatory in a conciliatory gesture, and I go, "Boys haunted." <laughs> <laughs> there, there are exchanged glances of the. What should we be calling the militia? Kind of. <laughs> At this point, at this point, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just like, as I see we're getting like slowly closer and in less shouting range as we yes. as we walk. So I'm just going to like, kind of like turn to whoever's, whoever's, clo- whoever's close and be like, hey, you ever seen like a big thing, kind of like a, a big overgrown beetle with knives for arms sort of come charging out of the void on, along the chains? No. A big thing, sort of like an oversized beetle with nice rods, charging out of the void along the chains. <laughs> Rill is going to helpfully whip out his notebook and, like, a, a, a provide, you know, drawings to help with this giant beetle description. The, the townsperson looks suitably horrified, and she says, Is it following you? No, we killed it. Did we take a trophy? I forget. We couldn't. It was I, Ember tried, but rolled yeah. a three. Yeah. Oh. It took a lot of blood. That's a trophy. <laughs> oh, do you have any of its blood on you? I, I mean, like, uh, it's on mm-hmm. me. Liter- literally on. Can I. Rill is going to, like, hold out a sum. A, a thumb? Yeah, just, you know, he kind of makes a swiping motion. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm going to try and swipe some of... Being unable to tell what is Ember's blood and what e- is Everything's the... kind of dried, because that was four hours ago. Oh, damn. <laughs> Walking in the sunshine. Oh. It all kind of has blended together. It's just all red blood. All right, he's going to lick his thumb and then sort of... <laughs> Rub it against like Ember's shoulder or something, and oh. rub it off like he's trying to rub the 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 stickiness of a child's face. Yes, and then sort of <laughs> smear it like next to the drawing or like above the drawing in a. This might come in handy later, maybe I don't know. The townsperson looks more upset than before. <laughs> I love your horrible, horrible sketchbook. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah, you all would have also seen the folded up 
paper that Real had written that letter on, actually, Tip Zuckery would have seen it because they were helping with the drawing, which was like the, the letter that Real had copied would have been like the page, I don't know, like two pages before that or something. Ooh. Wait, what? Oh, the letter from the Dwarven Ruins? Mm-hmm. And I believe your copy was in common, wasn't it? You uh, yes, it translation. was. Oh, exciting. I can't imagine I did more than glimpse it, though. Yeah, you, you would have recognised that something was, was written in common. You might have caught that Hyderal was mentioned. Mm. That's fine. I'm not too nosy. Yeah, the townsperson's like, okay, just tell me if it's following you. And they have their hands raised in a very placating the lunatic so they don't hurt me. I put out both thumbs down. Uh, is that it is it, and that's bad? It or? super isn't. It's dead. Good. Okay. It's extremely dead. You can stab them and set them on fire. They're not that much more dangerous than you'd imagine a massive a massive beetle massive beetle with nicer arms to be. So pretty dangerous <laughs> then. <laughs> This this is why people don't go up there. Well, nobody told us that. <laughs> yeah, we were told quite specifically the opposite, that it was an interesting place to go and look at. Yeah. yeah. In, a, in a crowd, in a group, making lots of noise so that anything in the void that might come and eat your face is scared off. If you t- Does this happen? What else that, has come that, out of there? Those seem like good details to have been warned about yeah i can make lots of noise and i like reach into my <laughs> my hand around please don't, and there's please, like this, please don't. there please. is very briefly for like for like six seconds there is a sound of like you know just a full-on marching band <laughs> anyone who wasn't looking at you is now looking at you <laughs> <laughs> look i i haven't seen anything come from those chains but things do did you not see all the bones we didn't know what they were from. Things happen for lots of reasons. Oh, hey, uh, speaking of those bones, um, I got one here, and it's, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Ember pulls out the chunk. <laughs> Ember pulls out the chunk of bone that is red and covered in those weird streaks. Uh, and uh, just... You know, hey, these are red and covered in weird streaks. The townsperson looks at it and goes, "You found a rock." That, that's it's a. It, I thought it was. I was told it was a bone. <laughs> possible okay. that the person you're talking to doesn't know the difference. <laughs> it's possible we don't know the difference. <laughs> They don't appear comforted. <laughs> She's like, okay, um, uh, look, I'm not in charge around here. You're not from around here. Why don't you just go on your way with your weird bones and don't go up to Anchor Point on your own again? Yeah, all right, we won't do that then. Now, before we go... Does anyone have any posts for South along the for South along? The- <laughs> um, glancing around, you see that one person briefly brightens and then is sharply elbowed in the ribs and doesn't say anything. <laughs> I, pull out, I pull out my official curry, my official, my official Brunerland curry pendant. I'm like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> No, nobody seems interested at this at this time in giving you posts. I'm beginning to think we should probably go set off camp outside of town. Maybe, maybe so. Yeah. There's a lot of people just watching you to see what you're gonna do right now. All right, fine. I'm going south. It's not my problem anymore. Shall we? You are unsubtly followed until you leave town. (laughs) 
Well, and it's not for anyone. It's like no one's got weapons drawn. No one's shouting, but there are several people keeping an eye on you to make sure you actually leave because <laughs> you are definitely lunatics and one of you is covered in blood and you're <laughs> ranting about bones. <laughs> that might be right. And they just don't want you in town. <laughs> oh my God. No, but so. nobody attacks you, and it is possible to find a camping spot outside of town. It, it's actually possible to find quite a nice camping spot because you've got a couple of hours that you can use for travelling before the light goes if you want. And there are stopping places every so often. And you can find a proper campsite, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like the good people of Bridal. <laughs> you may not have made a good impression on them. Listen, listen. Who needs to make good impressions on when I, when you, no charm person. <laughs> <laughs> you can be someone's friend whenever you need to be. <laughs> Until they wake up and notice what you did. That's more of a slight problem. <laughs> Would you like to do anything else before you make camp? Um. I. I mean, I can. I reckon we should probably we should probably give thanks to the gods for our safety. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down for that. Hmm. Hey, have we ever seen like have we ever seen real do actual religious rites ever? You have seen him cast the omens. Hmm. But I, I don't think beyond that. No, I don't think beyond that. Um one time he did it. Well, somebody went with me to the temple. Uh, Alusha, I think, went with mm-hmm. me to the temple. Yeah. But, I mean, we didn't do anything. We just grabbed some clothes and, you know, left. We stole some clothes. <laughs> we, we, we borrowed We stole some, some robes. Once we have made camp, Ember will set about their very fastidious cleanings of their armor. You have abundant access to salt water. Fresh water, there is a little stream, but it's not particularly fast. There's enough to to get drinking water out of, but it's just a little out of the forest and into the sea kind of trickle. What kind of armour do you wear? That is an excellent question. I'm pretty sure chainmail. Oh, if you've got a puncture in chainmail, there's your evening yeah, but also, I mean, Smith. Yeah, yeah you're just, you're just saying that repairing a puncture in chainmail, I say from personal experience, is a bug. Yeah, you're just sitting there with two pairs of pliers, yeah, straining your wrists repeatedly to get the links back. Yeah. No, no Sounds shortcut. Like a Tuesday. You probably have a teeny tiny anvil in your pack, like couple of inches long enough to oh, flatten yeah. links out on. Yeah, you can you can you can sort out your armor, you can clean it, you can yeah. clean your weapons and sharpen them and regain your poise. Between you you do have gods from both of the established pantheons. Yeah. Which means you kind of have very little established stuff in common. Hmm. But then there's also the fact that you've got traditionally elven gods and traditionally drow gods and traditionally human gods all mixed in. So the the rituals don't really have that much in common anyway. So it's going to end up more as each of you doing your own little thing than a joint effort. We have two Featherwind worshippers, don't we? You do have two Featherwind worshippers. We're fine. We've got communion. (laughs) Also, it's coming out to sunset, right? It is coming down to sunset. Which is the right time to give thanks for safe arrivals. It is. And there is, you know, an established short litany of kind of group prayer that says, Hooray, we're not dead today. We've got where we were going. Thanks, Featherwind. Ah, uh, Lucia, how's your, how's your litany? 
Uh, who's listening? I'm just saying. Alicia. Oh. Yeah, Alicia, you'd be very much familiar with this and in the habit of this, but the version you know is in Elvish. Yeah. Huh. Why don't you lead and I'll follow? Okay. And she does. When you give the first line, I'm going to say, can we do it in common? Um, sure. Yeah. We can do that. You do it in common. Neither of you are clerics, so you wouldn't expect to get any particular responsive feeling. Um, but you can go through the litany. It's, it's nice. It's nice to do something feeling vaguely normal after what started out as a nice sightseeing day and then got interrupted. Two sad noble elves. <laughs> mm. Oh. <laughs> uh, can I... Can I offer Alicia a sense motive right there? Uh, not is it in, insight, insight? Yes, actually. <laughs> Alicia, please roll an insight check. Okay. Can I just can I deceive against this? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. That would be a, a twenty-two. Cool. So you very much get the impression that I'm actually. There's something about Elvish that just makes me very unhappy. I don't really want to speak Elvish. You've never actually heard me speak Elvish. Like, you know, like it brings up bad memories or something. Mm-hmm. Has it, has it been a while since you've spoken Elvish? Uh, yeah, you could say that. May I ask why? Uh, just a lot of um, just a lot of bad memories, really. Um, and like, I've been out in on this continent long enough that you know I don't have to speak Elvish that often. And I, yeah, I just prefer not to be reminded of some things. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to um to worship with you in common. Thanks. Of course. Um, can I also take a harder look at that uh chunk of red and black stuff? Yeah, absolutely. See if it is in fact rock or bone. Yeah, taking the time to, to sit and look over it. This this meets your previous assessment. This this definitely seems like bone. It's got you know a smooth outer surface, and where it's got broken edges, you can see slight honeycombing and like a channel that looks like a vein or a nerve would go through it. This this looks like it is bone. Okay. Just maybe that particular townsperson did not at a glance know the difference. Uh. I have a question about later when the moon rises, if the moon rises. Um, yeah, the moon the moon will rise. Um, I have lost track of what the phase of the moon would be, but okay. a moon will rise. <laughs> That's all right. Um, Rill is going to carefully tear out that page um, that he, he'd made the drawing and put the blood on and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and he's going to burn it in the campfire or he's going to make a small fire if we don't have one going uh, and he's going to say something in under common um, does anybody else know under common I don't believe they do I think it's just you I think they'd only understand Kemudash then from it because that's the name of a place and I'm assuming that would be uh, similar Yes, that that would be the accent on it might be different, but the, that would be recognizable as as the name of the place that you've been sent to. Okay, this is a short little thing. Kimadosh is in there somewhere, and he burns that um, piece of paper. You do get a very familiar, distant sense of pleased amusement. 
Okay. Secrets. And then I think everyone's going to settle down and rest from your exciting day. <laughs> oh, big day out. It was a very big day out. You went sightseeing. <laughs> you saw some sights. Sure did. Uh, that we did not want to see. Now that just makes it sound like we got flashed. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I went to the edge of the world and all I got was a strip club. <laughs> and we'll we'll pick up next episode um at your camp. Everyone in this party is so open and honest about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has any secrets. Nobody has any secrets at all.